Um, hi, Tracy. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us. We're thinking um, about doing December differently, about how we can um, you know, do practical things to make a difference to those around us. And um, one of the things I've been thinking about quite a lot recently is about um, areas around death um, where people are bereaved and this might be the first Christmas they have maybe without a loved one, or maybe it's a situation like people, um, you know, um, similar situation to myself actually, you know, maybe a bit separated or, or lots of reasons why Christmas this year might feel lonely. And added to the fact that we're right in the middle of a pandemic and Boris has, has altered the rules. And um, again, there might be reasons why pe people feel quite lonely really. Um, you're, you're very involved in, in work around bereavement and uh, and thinking about things like loss and stuff. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about why why you got into that and how that how that's become something of a of an area of, of interest for you? I think having some personal losses quite early on in my life um, led me to be quite interested in in the impact of um, bereavement really on on people. And then as I got a little bit older, I experienced a number of different losses in quite quick succession as well. And I, I did notice that whilst they're losing somebody that you love is obviously very challenging and very difficult, you do gain quite a lot of insight both of yourself and human nature when you go through something as extreme as losing somebody who you love. Um, and that led me to be generally interested on a personal level, I think. And the area in which I work involves loss in, in a different way, but loss and change is a part of social work um, all the time. So. Um, so it's an area anyway that I work in. Um, and I've, I've started the Pool Death Cafe a couple of years ago to bring people together to share experiences of loss and bereavement, um, which I've, I've found really, really interesting and really uplifting as well. I think it's interesting because we often think about loss and bereavement and things, and there seems to be for some reason, Christmas seems to be one of those times when, when people when when it suddenly becomes more acute and, and noticeable sometimes is that something you you would sort of go along with yeah I think Christmas is a particularly difficult time because it's in in normal times and perhaps this year is going to be different but in normal times it's a time of gathering it's of whether it's friends and family um it's a time of gathering back together and I think that makes a loss more evident because there's a spare place at the table or, or perhaps you're at a different table. Um, there, the loss becomes more evident and I think there's something about this time of year which is, um, is quite sensory really, it's quite triggering in lots of different ways, the smells, the sights, the sounds. I mean some people have had very very difficult experiences of losing somebody at this period of time and that is incredibly difficult I think because you've got the juxtaposition of everybody assuming that you're going to be happy at Christmas and then perhaps you feeling like the bottom's dropped out of your world um, and that can be very un that can be a very very lonely place to be if you're feeling different to everybody else and different to the portrayal of what Christmas is really. And I guess there's something about that, um, that idea that 
Christmas makes our, sometimes accentuates or, or makes a loss that's happened more more evident. And actually, often it's not only if it's just in the Christmas season, but often the first Christmas without somebody or the first Christmas um, in a new situation. That, that I think that image um, is quite a powerful one of the first Christmas with a spare place at a table or the first Christmas around a different table, I think uh, is, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a profound thing because actually as families, we have our, our rituals, our routines, our, 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 our what we do. And, um, and that idea that somehow because of death or bereavement or, um, or some other loss like, like divorce or separation or, or, or estrangement or, or whatever it is, that actually our, our normal is disrupted and anything that disrupts our normal can can bring can be can be tough, especially you know the 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 first time you have to go through a first is difficult. If someone is going through a first um, a first Christmas without somebody, or a first Christmas in new circumstance, or a first Christmas, yeah, or, of a new of a new season, would you have any advice or thoughts or anything you'd like to mm. say? Yeah, I think. Um acknowledge that this is going to be difficult don't expect too much from yourself um it, it's it's going it is likely to be quite painful to be going through um a christmas with which is so different um than what you would normally go through in experience um that doesn't mean that you can't that there might not be sometimes some parts of it that you enjoy but acknowledge the fact that it's going to be different acknowledge that it may be difficult for you um, and build in some time for yourself perhaps you know to remember that person or even remember those Christmases gone before if it's some a, a different sort of loss like a, a you know the loss through a divorce or separation or through Covid and not being able to be together um, it's okay to spend some time thinking about how things were and recognizing that they're different this year. Um, but if it's the loss through a death um, and, it is, and it is the first year, it can be really positive to do something that marks that, just a few moments. It can be traditional things like lighting a candle or it could be playing a person's favorite songs. Um, my dad loved Johnny Cash, and I can't hear. I can't not hear some of some Johnny Cash without um, now smiling to myself and thinking about um, about him when I when I hear it. Um, it you know some people do make sure they get lots of photos out. Um, it's okay to mark that the um, that occasion. It's okay to mark that person as well and acknowledge fully that they. That you loved them and you missed them so whatever's personal to you that might might work so um setting aside a little bit of time to to mem uh, remember them and mark you know mark their um the loss of them i think is important but also talking to friends and family and enabling letting friends and family know it's okay to talk about the way things were the person that's died it's okay they you'd quite like to be able to talk to them about um you know about, about some other christmases or 
some funny things that have happened. Just people get very anxious about upsetting you and perhaps even more so over the Christmas period. So you can help them to help you by giving the, um, them permission to talk about the person that's died um, by starting a conversation uh, with them about that. There are a few things you can do that, that may be helpful. So one of the things what I was trying to say is scheduling in some time to approach the, the pain of grief. And it doesn't need to be very long. And this is a difficult one because sometimes our natural inclination is to move away from something that's painful. But just turning towards it um, and recognising that pain can, can actually be quite helpful. Um, there isn't anything that's going to make it not painful. Um, but there are things that can make it easier and turning towards the pain briefly can be really useful in that you feel that you've marked it and you feel that you've um, connected again with that person because grief is about love that you can't show and that's incredibly painful at times. That's a really profound way of I'm thinking about grief actually, I really like that. And I was also thinking that sometimes we're grieving, but sometimes we know other people who are either grieving or they're on their own, or we don't really know quite what they're feeling actually, but we know that for whatever reason, they haven't got people around or, or maybe it's even just the COVID thing. And just mm. thinking too, is there any ways or, that you, you maybe could think of that we could maybe work out ways that maybe we could include or be creative about, connecting well with each other and maybe just just walking gently and lovingly alongside those for whom um this is a, a, a yeah as, as you said either a christmas with an empty place at the table or a christmas around a different table i think um christmas day is one day but it, this whole period of the next um 10 or 12 days um are, are very important and some people may go quite a long time without seeing people particularly if they're living alone so if you do know somebody who's living alone at this time and perhaps it you don't know whether they've experienced a loss this year but you know that it's that covid has meant that it's, that it's going to be a very different christmas for them over the period of this the next 10 days try and check in with the people that you know are living alone and and just uh, just connect with them, talk with them, see how they're doing. People that are in your network, but maybe on the, uh, just towards the outside of your network, you might not always think about, um, make that little bit of extra effort to um, contact somebody. You don't need, it, it can just be a phone call, just so that people don't feel alone. Um, or it can be, we're, we're all allowed to go for walks and walking is really useful for our, our mental health as well. So just making that extra time to uh, check in with somebody that you know may well be alone at Christmas. So it doesn't mean that you have to see them on Christmas day or something, but just acknowledging that, you know, that you care about them and that uh, sometimes it's just about making that a little bit more effort really. Um, phone calls are really good we've got video calls now as well so um, but if there is somebody that you know has a, a specific loss um, either experienced this year or somebody 
that you um, you know has is still hurting in some way, you definitely make that extra effort to to see them. It get, it doesn't take a lot to make somebody feel an awful lot better. I think one of the amazing things with all sorts of pain actually is that there's sometimes when it just feels more acute, but actually it is that thing you say sometimes. It is just sometimes somebody, you know, maybe just giving your arm a squeeze or, or, or a grin or, or, or just a sort of a knowing look or, or just sometimes the small things can just make you feel like somebody else gets it, somebody else cares that, yeah, someone else knows. I think just that somebody else knows how I feel and understands. It's a massive yeah. thing, yeah. And yeah, we don't, we don't, we're very British. We don't quite know how to do that sometimes, but yeah. I guess there's something we have to have our pain recognized it's a I don't know why but it's some sort of human thing we need well I guess we're social creatures and we need that we need to be understood and we need that connection and we need particularly the big things in our lives to be recognized and seen to make sense of them I think sometimes and valued and taken seriously and yeah and uh, you know. validated I think validated that's 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 probably the word I meant yeah, yeah. <laughs> we feel that um we're not on our on our own with this that other people feel like this in this circumstance that mm. and that we're not alone and we are I think that connection helps you feel cared about in a very genuine way doesn't it that yeah. click that recognition of, that you're yeah. talking about that arm squeeze or that eye contact yeah. or so to so to um, conclude to come into to come into land, I guess as, as they, they say, um, if you're experiencing some form of loss, whether that's through bereavement, COVID, or or or, or some other personal circumstance, you're saying about remembering, taking time to remember, taking time to, to to take seriously the how you how you felt, and actually even the the being brave enough to turn towards the pain, actually is something that can be help helpful healthy and healing i think is, 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 is that yeah one? yeah um, and but also if you know someone in your circle you're saying about making that extra effort to to reach out to listen to love to 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 work out some way of even making a phone call to to, to support and help them is that that's what, is that what you can make a real difference to somebody to help them feel connected to to the world again brilliant so yeah so some really good practical bits of advice of actually lost loss at christmas and coping with loss at christmas is one of those big things that's so rarely talked about and so we wanted to sort of include that um in in our doing december differently so thank you so much for, for joining us and, and sharing and sharing um all that you've shared and while you while you're here do you want to do a cheeky advert for the next zoom death cafe or when or <laughs> it's gonna be Yes, well, the best way to find out when the next date is going to be is to look at the Facebook page of Pool Death Cafe. Um, whether we'll run one in January on Zoom or whether we're, we'll be in lockdown, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Getting is making life very difficult to plan for. I particularly prefer to do it face to face. Um, so that would always be my preference. But yeah, if you keep an eye on the um, Facebook page of Pool Death Cafe, then the next date will be on there, but likely to be towards the end of January. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, Andy. Yeah.